The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. And we set up the bathroom, we get the mattress, you know, and I go approach my husband, which he's outside, and I see the tornado coming. It's as big and black and about a mile wide. And at that moment, and I was like, I screamed, and I, you know, my husband and I would come into the bathroom and it was heading straight for us. April 27, 2014, April Smith and her husband lost their two boys in a deadly tornado. Find out how they can still proclaim God is good. Next. Today, I'm James Robinson. My wife Betty and I are thrilled to have you here. This is the time of the year when storms come. And I think that we all face storms in life. We all face challenges and uh, sometimes devastation that's almost not only indescribable but unbearable. And uh, I happen to be a pilot since 1968. That was how we got around in the Crusades. We could only keep our schedule by flying. In the mission fields of Africa, it's the only way you can transverse, the only way you get around. But I began to study weather, and as a pilot, you really do respect the weather phenomenon. And uh, you can actually watch these storms developing. And Betty, you and I have learned to really pray because mm -hmm. we've seen devastation yeah. so close even here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and south of us and up in Oklahoma, the devastation. Well, a year ago, north of Little Rock, a tornado hit and it was a category four, and the winds in some areas exceeded 200 miles an hour. The, the homes were, were stripped where there wouldn't even have been anything in the way of plumbing, like uh, there would not have been even a bathtub left in place. Everything's just rooted up. Well, April Smith, her husband and two boys, sought refuge when the storm was coming. The story is indescribable what happened, and you need to hear it because you need to be listening to a miracle that Betty is in process and progress. I want you to welcome uh, to life today, April Smith. April, I'm so glad to see you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a year ago. Mm -hmm. All right, put us in the setting. What happened? Um, it was a, a Sunday, and uh, the week before was Easter. And we get home from church, and uh, my son, he's like a you know, normal day, my son looks at me and he says... How old are your children? You have seven two, and nine. Have seven two boys. and nine, two boys. Okay. And uh, my son was getting a snack in the kitchen, and he said, Mom, he said, if I go to heaven, will you miss me? And I looked at him, and I said, well, of course, honey, I'd miss you. And he said, well, well how long would you miss me? And I said, well, every day until I see you again. And he said... Well, don't worry, Mom. I'll be watching over you. The day goes on. You know, he goes and plays at a friend's house, and uh, the storms are coming in, so we call him Did home. Did he know when he said that to you that there were any storms coming? Had he even heard about it? No. You don't really even have any idea why he happened to say that. Was church about heaven or something? Well, I, I lead a deaf ministry at church, and so they're always involved in, uh, in ministry. And actually, um, about two months before the tornado, my um, stepdad passed away. And I had to help with his uh, funeral. And I had asked God, 
I said, God, I said, do they really look down on us or is that something people say to comfort us? And I never researched it on the internet or asked my pastor, it was just something I had asked God. Well, that day, the Lord answered my, my, my prayer through my son. Hmm. Was this your older son? My younger son. Your younger son. Younger. He was seven. Seven year old. Mm -hmm. All right, so the storms are coming now. The storms are coming. Tell us what took place. And so they're coming, and so, you know, our parents call us and tell us to get our shoes on, and, you know, it's coming our way, and so we do that. And we set up the bathroom, we get the mattress, um, flashlights, Bibles, so our phones. So you were here and it was serious? Yes. We knew it was coming, and uh, we lived in, in the valley, and there's about seven houses on our street, and we're in a four-bedroom brick home. So, you know, we get in the middle in the bathroom and we bring the mattress. And Were you already seeing the wind and the storm look or the dark clouds? It was, the sky was changing colors. Okay, was, you've seen enough tornadoes in that part of the United States that you knew that it was serious to take cover if you heard there were massive storms coming, correct? Right, right. So you were trying to do everything appropriately. Right, and we, you know, we're in Arkansas. We get them all the time, mm -hmm. you know, and we did what we normally do. And... Uh, and actually, where we lived, where we were too far out, where we couldn't even hear, the, there was no siren where we, where we actually lived. Mm -hmm. And um, so I have the boys in the bathroom, you know, and I go approach my husband, which he's outside, you know, looking at the weather, mm -hmm. taking pictures. And I go out there, and at that time, we live in the valley, and there's a mountain, you know, a mountain um, ahead of us, and I see the tornado coming. It says big and black and about a mile wide and at that moment and I was like I screamed and I you know my husband and I would come into the bathroom and it was heading straight for us and I calmed my boys down because you know I'm mom and so when I when they saw me panic you know so I calmed them down I said we're gonna pray and so we all four grabbed hands and I probably got two words out and it hit and the, it was 200 mile per hour winds and so the pressure was so fast I mean I couldn't even hang on to anything and I remember everything about that night um, I remember being in the tornado and my pants getting sucked off me. Carried in the air. Yes. It threw us about 300 <clears throat> yards or better. 300 yards. And um, I had landed and I remember I picked my head up off the dirt and it was, it, was, it, was, it was night, it was dark. And I remember looking in front of me and I see destruction. I look to the right and the left and everything is gone. And in that moment, it was bigger than me. And I prayed again. So before the tornado was coming, you know, the only thing I know to do is pray. And then after I look around at this destruction, I was, it was bigger than me. And so I went to God and I prayed. And I, and I prayed before I even yelled for help. So I cried out, cried out to God in my darkest hour. And that's all I had left. You know, there was, I couldn't see, I didn't hear my husband running for me. Mm. I didn't know where my kids were and everything was gone. I was in the middle of a field and I cried out to God. You then found out your boys? Not right then. Um, the reason, when I was a child, when I was 12, I was prophesied over. Um, I used to go to camp meetings in Oklahoma at Ramah with the Hagees and Copelands. And this guy from Africa told me, he said, you're going to be a mighty woman of God. He said, the Lord is going to use you to save hundreds and thousands of people. And he looked at my mama and said, you're going to live to see it. So... When I had picked my head up off the dirt, I had thought I was being mighty already. I was a mother of two, had a business, I was a wife, I started a deaf ministry, and uh, it grew and had great favor. I thought that I was already living the prophecy, but when I picked my head up off the dirt, I knew I had underestimated the definition of mighty when God said mighty, and I knew this was it. And I, I had no idea how mighty God had called me to be. 
And so that's why in that, in that moment, you know, God had prepared me my whole life for that moment for me to turn to him. And so I cried out to him and uh, it was like he met me on the dirt. I get in the ambulance, um, they have to, you know, move us by doors and um, a truck that was considered total out, totaled out was how we got to, got to the ambulance to begin with. Um, it was thrown about a hundred yards. Did you know anything about the rest of your family at this time? No. Mm -hmm. When I got in the ambulance, I still didn't know. And at the exact same time, my husband and I both said, can we get some heat? And that's when I was like, babe, is that you? And he said, is that you? And then we were silent the rest of the way. We get to the hospital and um, I, I remember this. I was laying on the stretcher once again, crying out to God. And my pastor had just came to, to my, my um, hospital room door. And he was like, that's not her. Because I wasn't even recognizable, mm. not even by my own brother-in-law. Because you're so beat up. I was so beat up. And, and the scar here on your cheek, that's yes. part of it? Mm -hmm. And you said something about your ear was torn? Yeah, my, I mean, my mom didn't even think I had any teeth. I mean, my ear was, I mean, my whole face was distorted. And um, I, was, I was laying there and I cried out to God. And I was like, God, take this pain. Please take this pain. And my pastor, he said he heard my voice and it was like God pulled him by a rope. And the first thing I said was, how is Daniel? So he goes to check on my husband. He says he, it's like a movie. There's trauma everywhere. He said the doctor stopped and looked at him and said he was coded, dead on arrival when he got here. He may, he's on life support. He this may is make your it. Husband. Yes, my husband. He said he may make it the next four hours. If he makes it through the night, he'll be brain dead. So my pastor comes back and says they're working on him. And my husband and I, we were separated for five days, five, di I mean, two different hospitals for five days. And I didn't find out you know, till after I was home, what, you know, what was going on with my husband. Um, he had a wound in the back of his neck where you could see his spine. There wasn't an inch on his body that had not been, um, you know, battered from, from the storm. And when he made it through the night, um, the doctor said, oh, he'll have blood in his brain. There, there's blood in his brain, not one drop. Wow. So we both made, you know, full recoveries. Um, while we were in the hospital, my girlfriend, um, who actually moved into her house in the same city the same day of the tornado, and uh, we were good, you know, good friends. Her husband, you know, was on scene um, right after the storm had hit, and uh, had found my boys. And so, and we were good friends. Our kids were friends, and so she, they come to the hospital, and it was about three days after the tornado. And I remember telling everyone to leave the room, and they sat on my bed, and we talked. And she. At the end, when she was leaving, she said, can I take a, a picture of you? I want to write a little something for later. And I looked at her, I said, write it, you, take a picture and use it now, use it now. So she goes home and writes this article, The Cheerleader, and posts it. And in 48 hours, 2.5 million people read my story of, you know, of how I gave it to God. And she pretty much wrote verbatim what we had talked about in the and, hospital And you room. know now your boys are gone. Yes. When, yes. when did you find that out? I, I, I just knew, I mean, the destruction was so bad. I knew it was a miracle that I was even alive. And um, I just knew, but you know, as people came to me, they, they waited a few days to tell me. They wanted all my family there. And my mom's, my mom's deaf. My mom said the first thing I did was sign, you know, where's TC? Because I couldn't even move. My hands were right here. And I would just sign TC for Tyler and Cameron. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, she couldn't answer, I knew. Mm -hmm. And I just let them do what was, you know, I just waited till they wanted to tell me. And, um, but the one thing I kept saying, I didn't know how it was going to work out, but I knew that God is good. And I had to press into what I already believed in. Yeah. 
you know, that life is a vapor, that I should be blessed because death, Jesus has victory over the grave. You know, their will was complete and I got to live to see it. You know, their home, you know, their next breath was with the Father and I had to stand on that and I believed that with my whole heart. And so, you know, and something else that really gave me a lot of peace is in heaven, a thousand years is a day. Mm -hmm. So my kids are hanging out with Jesus for a day and even if they were to ask, you know, where's my mom? Jesus is going to say, you'll see her tomorrow. So, I mean, they don't miss me. They're, they're not going to, they're not sick. They're, they're together. Yes. And they're mm -hmm. together and they, they truly had a beautiful relationship. I mean, they had their own rooms, but every night they would sleep in the same room every <laughs> night. I mean, I have pictures of them just snuggled up together by choice. What was the names again? Cameron and what? And Tyler. And Tyler. Hey, uh, I know you're watching. Okay. Yes. Yes. And uh, how about you go find our daughter Robin? Yes. And, yes. Uh, and let her talk to you about how much fun she had watching her kids grow up, and and she's watching them now. They're such beautiful examples of Jesus. Yes. Uh, we just see the fruit of Robin's life, Pretty and you good. boys didn't live very long, but uh, you're a blessing, and you're yes. witnesses, and we want you to witness mom and dad being witnesses for Jesus, and I know you're cheering. <laughs> yeah. Talk to Robin about it, okay? <laughs> and you tell Robin that you're joining her pulling for mom and dad, yes. trying to point everybody to Jesus and to yes. heaven. All right, you've got an indescribable peace. We know what it feels like to lose a child. It's the mm -hmm. heaviest loss there is. And we're still processing. Right. We too knew our daughter won. We knew at the funeral the children speak about where mom is, and mom's yes. a winner. Yes. And there was peace. And we know Jesus came to bind up broken hearts. That's right. There are broken hearts all out in front of us, perhaps in the studio and all over the world who are watching. How do you encourage them in a way that they would want Jesus to bind up their hurt and their wounds? What would you say? I would say he's the only source. Um, you know, I had my husband too, but he was just as broken, you know, and I couldn't draw from him. I had to go to God. And, um, I literally, that's all I had left. I mean, my, my body was taken. I was in a wheelchair. My job, my children, my ministry, my marriage, everything was gone. I just had this beating heart and I just gave it to God. And he gave me peace that surpasses all. Now, I still had pain. You know, we still have suffering. I still sure. miss my boys every day. You look at a picture of them day. and you flash. At times, sometimes I have joyful memories and then there's times that I break because like and anybody okay else. Yes, yeah. I, I would yeah, rather them here. The yes, yeah. yes. And there, but there's times, you know, like the Lord brings the beauty to me. Like my last memory of me and my family is all four of us holding hands praying. Wow. And, and before as the storm hits, how's your husband? He's doing. He's doing really well. Um, he's doing. He's doing really well. We're both. Uh, God has started restoring our marriage. You know, because men and women, you know, we grieve so differently. Mm -hmm. You know, he was angry and, mm -hmm. you know, men are the protector, the provider, you know, and so he had to deal with a lot of guilt and, you know, not that it was anything he could have controlled. Thank What's you. his name? Daniel. Daniel. Mm -hmm. All right, let's just uh, tell you what, would you say thank God for the miracle of just even the peace and grace? And uh, join, join me in prayer all, all, over, all over the world. Wherever you are. Father, I pray for Daniel. Yes, Father. And Lord, I pray for April. I pray that the healing that she is miraculously experiencing, because it cannot be explained, it is beyond comprehension, but it's what you can do. And it is a peace that passes understanding. And I pray that that will flood Daniel 
in every way. Yes. I pray their relationship will be stronger than it's ever been for your glory. And I pray, Lord, the memory of these boys will cause many people to know, I don't want to miss yes. heaven. And the way to heaven, Lord Jesus, is through you. Help them to see yes. that. Father, thank you for healing. And let me just look at you in the eyes, those of you who are watching me right now. I, we process grief and pain in so many different ways. But wherever you are, whatever has happened, he wants to lift you up. Now, she talked about prayer and praying, but she also had people praying for her. She talked about that and the miracle of it. You see the phone number there on the screen? We have prayer partners here. Many of them have been through brokenhearted occasions and tragedies, but they're finding the same healing. If you want somebody to pray with you, there it is. Don't you hesitate to call us. My heart breaks. You may just be lonely. You may just need a friend. We're here for you. Do you realize that? Do you realize this program is paid for and put on there by people who love you? And that phone center is there because people love you and want to help you. April, thank you for blessing us. People it's are calling right now for prayer to get help. If you don't know Christ, give your life to the Christ that lifts us beyond death. Yes. These boys are alive. April's made that Our daughter Robin's alive. Amen. And we're seeing the life of God that she sowed in her three children and her husband, Ken. They're all full of Jesus. It's beautiful to watch. I want you to look at something right now. Every bit is devastating and more horrific in its reach than even the kind of storm she described. But here, here's the thing I want you to understand. We hold the solution in our hand and in our heart. Really, we hold the miracle and we can release it and there's no question that it takes its effect. Life. I want you to watch, but I want you to be ready to be the miracle that somebody's waiting for. When you look at the hardship facing many in Africa, their struggle to survive, it's easy to think it's all they've ever known. We might even be inclined to think they are accustomed to pain, but to believe that removes us from the reality of their plight. For Alawel, suffering and tragedy are things she has come to know only recently. There was no warning. Alawel lost almost everything in one dark night. Bullets flying and fire raging, defenseless and helpless, she witnessed the unthinkable. It's not something from which you recover quickly, especially when it was just the beginning. Though she lost two children that night, five of Alawel's children escaped the attack. But what they couldn't escape is the malnutrition attacking in the aftermath of lost crops, livestock, shelter. And then we as Alawel watches children play nearby, her mind drifts to sweet memories of those little ones she lost. While she'll never forget, she can't dwell there long. The desperation of her two remaining children calls to her, and it calls to us.
We can't change everything Alawell and countless families like hers have experienced. But we can help them on their road to recovery by ensuring no more of their children die of starvation. And yes, we really can. Father, I pray that we will. You know, when because of the horrors of what's occurring there, and it can occur here in any free country where you live, like the United States, Canada, Australia, the United Kingdom, wherever you are, horrific things happen. But there in Africa where there's so much crisis and then the plunder and then the absolute devastation of crops and food, we've got 400,000 precious children and their family members throughout Africa that have been hit hard. They hurt and only love can heal the hurt, but they're hungry. And now then for nearly 25 years, we've been feeding the hungry. What you need to understand is that we're watching impoverished nations turned upside down, right side up, miraculously. One of them's Mozambique. The miracles that we've seen there are indescribable. What we're watching happen in Angola, what just has happened in Botswana, where freedom has been born in a way that is reminiscent of the birth of our nation. Various things are happening throughout the country. What's taking place in Rwanda is nothing short of a miracle. The healing of the racism that's been there for hundreds of years. Miracles, it's the gospel, but it's demonstrated love. We're saving lives. And when you meet people at the point of their need, Betty, where they hurt and you show them love, they're more anxious to listen to people talk about love. And we've seen they that. They are, James. And you know, we, we watched what war can do. It killed her husband and two children. But they're fighting another battle, a battle against starvation, hunger, that can also take the lives of her other two children that she loves so desperately and wants to spare from death that's surely headed their way if something doesn't take place. And that's the, what we can do. We can make that difference. We can offer hope to them through giving and love and supplying the food that they need, James. Well, it really is simple because the missionaries are there and they're sent by God but they're supported by us, people like us. You know, when we talk about feeding and we talk about the cost, we're also talking about keeping the missionaries and relief workers in place. We're talking about you have invested in trucks, hundreds of them, in aircraft to move things around. You who've watched life today have been miracle workers now for decades. Right now, we're talking about the hundreds of thousands that we have located that have a need that the missionaries are ready to meet. All we do is keep them there and we feed the children and their families and we give them the food and the wherewithal. It takes an average, think about this, of $30 to feed three children for the next months, 50 to feed five, 100 to feed 10. You can feed 100 children for a $1,000 gift. I pray many of you will just say, I'm going to the phone, I'm going online, I'm giving $1,000. I'm gonna help 100 children like that. I'm gonna do it. I don't think there's a person watching that couldn't help three, five, or 10. I don't think there's a person that couldn't. The issue is, will you? A lot of times we say, oh, I care. But how much do we care? Do you care enough to share? I believe you do. Would you go to lifetoday.org, make the gift God put on your heart, or dial that number, use your bank card like a check, 
If you want to write a check, make it to life, but call us and tell us you're mailing it. We have some beautiful gifts to send you. The book, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made, is probably the most high-impact book I have read in many years. And I told Philip Yancey that. He said, James, thank you. This message from this incredible doctor on the body, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made, to show the body of Christ what we're to look like, it is absolutely indescribable. We want to send it to you to bless you. Dudley Hall, teaching on heirs to the kingdom right here, right now, for the glory of God. We want to bless you. We have gifts to bless you, but you're giving the gift of life. Would you please right now, lifetoday.org, or dial that number and make the gift of life. Whatever gift you can make, you're going to be saving lives. Thank you for doing it. Disease, malnutrition, starvation, all terrible human atrocities being faced every day by people living in remote and impoverished areas of Africa and those at greatest risk are the children. This month, 400,000 children are depending on us for survival. And now in South Sudan, the suffering has intensified and our feeding efforts are desperately needed by an additional 25,000 children. Our mission teams are in place, but your support is critically needed to replenish and distribute food supplies immediately. When you call or go online today and make a life-saving gift of 30, 50, or $100, you will provide urgently needed food to three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. As our way of saying thank you, we'll send you Heirs to the Kingdom, four powerful messages on audio CD or USB flash drive. You'll also receive the award-winning book, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. With your gift of $100 or more to help feed 10 children, please request The Story, a running narrative Bible to help you engage with God's Word more easily. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed 100 children, you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. I so much want you to get this book. And I want you to see how God designed our body to function like his body. The Bible says 30 times, not you're like the body of Christ, you are the body of Christ. How do all these diverse members, so uniquely designed, fit together and submit to the head and have health? The same way we've got to do it as a church. Tremendous. It'll bless you. I want you to go to stream.org every day. Get the news, but then let's get the insight and wisdom on what we do about it. By the end of this year, our whole thought processes can be totally reprogrammed by wisdom and understanding that comes from God. Stream.org. Go there every day. Find something, Facebook it, tweet it to your friends and tell them to go there. And let's let God change our hearts and our minds for His glory. We have heard a testimony today as great as we may ever hear. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to April and may God comfort her and Daniel and use you as a witness for Christ. Thank you, April. Thank all of you for being here and thanks for watching live today. Thanks for sharing life today and hopefully every day.
Introducing Stream.org, a rich and lively source for breaking news, analysis, and entertainment. Stream.org is a new information stream where those concerned about our nation's course can now gather for news, wisdom, and inspiration. Working together, we will see the promise declared in Psalm 46.4. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Be sure to visit stream.org, a news site to unite us. Tomorrow, join Bible teacher Beth Moore. The God of all creation has spoken blessings over us. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.